You are listening to a message from Southview Church, located right outside of Nashville in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now here's our featured sermon of the week. I want to open with a thought that from on April 15th, 1965, Liberty Records released a single written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. The song was sung by Jackie DeShannon, and according to my exhaustive Wikipedia research, <laughs> this song has been covered over 150 times by different artists. So I would say this song is pretty significant. And the title of that song is, What the World Needs Now is Love. Anybody know it? Anybody? Can we, can we do it? Can we just do a little, can we just do a little, a little snippet of it? What the? Oh, man, y'all know it. Come on. Sweet. It's the what? Uh-huh. That? Two? Oh, man. Excellent. Excellent. Good. Cut, cut, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I know y'all are going to keep on going. But what the world needs now is love. If we look all around us, I don't have to remind us of all the things that's going on, all the, the ways people are acting, all the things that people are doing because there's such a lack of love in the world today. The acronym DEEP that we have been given as a word for Southview is not only to be implemented from a church-wide perspective, but it's also, there are also activation points for our own, our own lives as individuals. Discipleship, engagement, evangelism. Excellent. Oh, yeah, good. Y'all know what's going on. Excellent. Excellent. Good, good, good. Good. Today I want to share from the thought of how important discipleship is from the title, What the World Needs Now is You. What the world needs now is you. A while back, Pastor Mark shared that there should be three tiers of people in our lives. We should have mothers and fathers that pour into us and that are able to correct us being discipled. We are in that position, we are being discipled. We should have sisters and brothers whom we sharpen as iron sharpens iron. We have to be able to be sharpened and sharpen someone else. We also need sons and daughters. But what that requires is for us to be filled so much that we have something to pour into somebody else. Discipling somebody else is critical. It's just as critical as you being discipled. We have to continue on. We have to, we have to create that bridge. We have to make sure that there, there is a consistent flow of God's spirit from heaven through us into the earth in order for his kingdom to expand, in order for his family to expand, in order for his kingdom agenda to be realized on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said in John 8, to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my, if you live in my word, you are what? Truly my disciples. And what? What's going to happen after that? You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. 
It's not just for me. It's not just I know the truth, but because I know the truth, I am free. And because I'm free, now you have the opportunity because of what God is doing in me to see the truth that is available to you. We have a perspective that goes beyond who is just about us. It's not just about us. We have to continue to build the bridge for those out there that are searching, that are looking, that are crying out every day. Lord, are you real? Dr. Evans des describes, Dr. Tony Evans describes kingdom disciples as believers in Christ who take part in the spiritual developmental process of progressively learning to live all of life. What's after the word all? What's after all? Is there anything left after all? Anything? No? Live all of life under the lordship of Jesus. My words come under the lordship of Jesus. My actions come under the lordship of Jesus. The way I think comes under the lordship of Jesus. When he speaks, it's not, oh, I feel like this. No, when he speaks, that's it. That's the end of the story. That's, that's, all, that's all that needs to be said. When he said it, I believe it, that's it. There's nothing left after that. The goal of kingdom disciples is to live, a trans is to live transformed lives that transfer the values of the kingdom of God to earth so that we can replicate ourselves in other people. Our goal and our desire should be to replicate ourselves in someone else. When you're on the basketball court, you're not just on the basketball court with other players, Dan. These are souls on the court. These are people that need the Lord on the court. When, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to, when you go to your job, these are not, you're not just at your business, you are, you are about your father's business. You're not just on the job, but you are on the job. Whose job? The job of the Father. What he's called, what he's called us to do, what the assignment that he has for us. We stay on assignment. What the world needs now is Jesus. We say that it's, it's like a, you know, it used to be like a funny, you know, little cliche. Oh, you need Jesus. You, man, you, you messed up. You need Jesus. But now, now, when you say that now, you, you need, you need Jesus. Let me, let me tell you about him. Let me, let me help you. Let me help you understand because what you're doing is just off the wall. I don't know what is happening, but you need Jesus. And he, you know what? The only way they're going to receive Jesus is seeing him through us. John 3.16 says that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave his only son. I have a son who was two years old. I look at him and I think about what God did and I'm just blown away that he gave his son for you and me. While we were yet sinners, he still gave his son. He is the mercy of God. Jesus is the mercy of God. But God demonstrated his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's in Romans 5, 8. 
He has given us the, Jesus has given us the ability to be born again. You can share with somebody that you can be born again. You can start over. You can hit the reset button on your life. No matter how tough it's been, no matter how hard it's been, no matter what you've been through, you have the ability to be born again through Jesus. Are we sharing that? Are we living that way? Are we showing others the dichotomy of our lives, where, where we have been versus where we are now? Or do those things look the same? Jesus gives us the ability to be freed from old ways. John 8:36 says, so if the son has set you free, you shall be free. Absolutely. Free indeed. Freed without a doubt. No more chains. There's nothing holding you back. There's no way you can be bound when Jesus has set you free. What the world needs now is for us to show the love that God has shown us. Can we do that? Do we do that? Will we do that? 1 John 4 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God, and he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. You're looking for a definition of love? There it is. You want to understand what love is? There he is. God is love. He's the very definition of what could be, should be, would be, and only can be. That is love. And this love of God was manifested toward us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might do what? Live through him. It's not us on our own. We're not doing this by ourselves. We're not walking alone. We're not, we're not speaking alone. But it is because we live through Jesus, we can accomplish what he has called us to do. Don't put the, all the pressure on you. Rest on God. Trust in the Lord to give you the words to speak. If you're not an extrovert like me, allow him to use you. You can see what God does, what he's able to do. What God needs, what the world needs now is you. What the world needs now is the perspective of Scripture. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Not just, it's not just allowing me to see right directly in front of me, not just my, my family members and my friends and the, the people that I know, but I get to see people down the road that may not know me, but I'm about to know them because I'm living under the lordship of God's word. I can get, when I get to that destination, they have a word ready for them. How many people today are praying or crying out and saying, God, if you're real, send somebody to show me. God, if you're real, send somebody to give me a word that lets me know that you are alive. Can we see that? What the world needs now is for us to represent a visible and verbal Jesus. The love of God for people, the love of God for the people he created, 
and the transformative power of his word. Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are his workmanship, handcrafted, created in Christ Jesus for good deeds, which God prepared beforehand. You're not, you're not creating opportunities for yourself. You're not doing anything on your own. He created this thing before you were even born so that we might walk in them. Just like I'm looking down this aisle, God has carved out a path just for you and me. So, and he has good works waiting for us just to step into. But can we see that? Is the word of God illuminating our path so, so well that we can see where God has set out for us the things that he has called, called us to do? Can we see that? We can't see that without his word. We can't see that without, without being submissive to him. If all we see is what we see, we're not seeing all that is to be seen. That is not me. That is Dr. Tony Evans, but it, it fits right there, so I'm going to put it right there. If all we see is what we see, we are not seeing all that is to be seen. When we walk into a place, do you just see people or do you see disciples being pre-disciples? Are you seeing the pre-saved? Are you seeing people that are crying out and hungry for God's word and who God is? Are you, wherever you are, you can be in Home Depot walking down the aisle trying to find somebody that works there. You can, you can just be walking and, just, and somebody just appears out of nowhere. You're like, God, is that somebody I need to share your love with? Is that somebody that is hungry? Who, who is that God? Are we scanning? Are we looking? Are we on high alert like, God, okay, wh what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? He wants to use us and he, because we have so many different gifts. We're so unique. We're so, I mean, we, we're just, just a plethora of, of things going on in here, of gifts and, and talents that God wants to use to impact this world. Glory to God. The world needs you to be a discipled, disciple maker we need we need to be transformed let's let's be transformed let's not recycle worldly ideas but let us renew our minds daily romans 12 2 tells us not to be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of our minds this is not a one and done this is not a jesus i accept you into my heart into my soul you saved me i'm good i'm gonna go sit down now it doesn't work like that. We have to have our minds continually renewed because you know what? The world would do it if you don't do it. The, you, you think it's by mistake that we have all this news and all the social media and all, all the stuff that's going on constantly. You're getting you know, news feeds on your phone and, and emails and all kind of stuff happening all the time. That's not by mistake. That is because the devil is trying to disciple you as well. He got a discipleship program going on. But, you know, his end goal is to steal, kill, and destroy, right? His end goal is really to divide and conquer. Then he can steal, kill, and destroy. And he comes right into the house of God to divide us so that he can isolate us and then destroy us. But are we determined 
Are we steadfast in saying, you know what? I live under the lordship of Jesus. I'm, he's in control of all of my life. I'm not hiding anything in the corner. I'm not pushing anything under the rug. You have it all. Is he worthy of it all? He is. Absolutely. Day and night, night and day, let, let worship arise. Let, let, let the worship of our lives arise before the Lord. Let's be dependent on God. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot, will not, cannot bear fruit up by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If you didn't believe me before, let's read that again. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless. Do you, do, do you see that? Unless you abide in me, you cannot do the thing I've called you to do. You cannot operate. You cannot function properly. You cannot have a coherent thought. You cannot love the way you need to love. You cannot perform the way you need to perform as a, as a human being without God's instruction, without being connected to who God is. We have to be fragrant. We have to be fragrant. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 says this. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. When you step in a room, what do people smell? What is the scent that you are giving off? For we are to God the fragrance of Messiah among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So you know what? Either way, you're giving off a scent. Either way, you're either causing somebody to be, to, to, to like, what, what is that? I'm, I'm hungry for that. What is that? You know, when you're driving by, you're driving down, down the road, especially down 31, and you're driving down, and, and you, you, you catch a whiff of, of a restaurant, you know, they're they blowing the, the scent up through the vent, and it's, you know, coming in the atmosphere, and you're like, man, I wasn't even hungry three seconds ago, but what, whatever it is that is, I, I need to go get that. What is that? <laughs> but then you... I'm from New York, so um, <laughs> we have these underground, <laughs> we have these uh, sewers, right? And sometimes when the sewer gets backed up, you know, the, the scent comes back up through the, through the manhole covers, right? And you get a whiff of that. And you're like, man, what is happening? What, what? You know, you're like, man, okay, that's not me. Okay, cool, that's, that's good. So I ask you this, which one are you giving off? Which one am I giving off? Am I a fragrant aroma that's causing other people to get hungry for who God is? Like, man, I didn't even know I was hungry. I didn't even know, but, but you know what? You know what? I, I need to pull up to the table. I need to pull up to whatever you're eating, whatever you're, whatever you're doing, whatever you're involved in. Help me understand what it is because I need that. Which one are we giving off? What if our lives were like those meals that are so fragrant, even those that didn't know they were hungry showed up to the table? 
Matthew 5, verse 6 says this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. It's not a fast food, empty calorie, I'm hungry in 10 minutes after I just ate. It's not that kind of meal. But it, it's, it's a, it's, you can be in a position where you say, you know what, Lord, I want what you have to offer. I want the bread of life that satiates, that puts me in a place where I'm so satisfied that whatever they have to offer, whatever the, the enemy has to offer, I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to turn my head. That doesn't even affect me. That has nothing to do with me because I'm fully satisfied. I'm thirsty for your living water. Just as Jesus told the woman at the well, I have water that when you drink of it, you won't thirst again. Completely satisfied. It's just like when you, when you have a meal before you leave the house, when you're driving down 31 again and they're blowing the, the thing through the vent. You're like, you know what? I just ate. I'm good. I'm all right. That's how we resist the world. By being so full and being so satisfied and being so satiated with the word of God, with the living water of God, that we can resist the enemy and he will run from us. When he sees us coming, he's like, oh, no, them again? They're bad for business. Because what I'm putting in front of them, they keep on shoving it away like a child shoving a plate of vegetables away. <laughs> My wife showed me a, a video the other day about, um, and, and, and again, this, this has got to be the revelation of God, which is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. He said, he said this. This has to be revelation. He said, I'm convinced that children have two stomachs. Children have two stomachs, right? The first stomach is tiny. It's tiny, right? And that's for real food. That's for food on a plate, like chicken and fish and, you know, just like stuff that is actually nutritious. That stomach is tiny. The second stomach that a child has is like a bottomless pit because it's for snacks. Y'all know it. Y'all with kids know it, right? They all, I mean, you in the pantry again? Oh, you were just there. What is happening? You eating up all the snacks. Where are we? Which kind of, what kind of stomach do we have? Is it reversed? Like, like, you know what? Our stomach is tiny for the things of the world. We can only take so much. So much news, so much social media, you're like, oh, I can't do it. Do we have a bottomless pit for God's word? Do we have an ever-expanding capacity for the living word? Where are we? Can we truly say that, God, I'm hungering and I'm thirsting for your, I want to be right. I want to be righteous and not just for myself, but God, I want to show everybody that I come in contact with who you are and what you're able to do. I hunger and I thirst for your righteousness. I don't want what the world has to offer. I need you. Without you, I cannot, I will not, I will not survive.
I'm a discipled disciple maker. My daughter, Sophia, who is six, I had to come to the understanding and the revelation because she's, uh, she's very uh, high energy. I'm going to say she's very high energy. She has a lot of, a lot of energy to just you know, dispel all the time. And the thing, I, the thing that God helped me understand is the fact that, that she is a, she, he has made her very creative, very creative. She, she needs to be doing something. She needs to be producing something on a consistent basis or she feels like she's not accomplishing anything. So we went to, we took a little trip to uh, Chattanooga yesterday and while we were waiting on my wife to go up the incline railway, and you know, the Lord didn't speak to me about that. So I was just, I like to, I like a firm foundation. I like to, I like to be feet on the ground. I like that's, that's where I like to be right there, feet on the ground. <laughs> so they went up there, but while we were waiting, Sophia said, I'm gonna build a bridge for the ants to get from one place to the other and I'm gonna, and she found a leaf and she said, I'm gonna take this leaf and I'm gonna wrap it around in the middle of the branch so that the ants can have a meal on the way to where they're going. So, so, so watch this, so, so she said that because that's, that's what the vision that God gave her for these ants. So we were in the parking lot and she found, and, she's, and I look over and she's gathering rocks and she's, she's building foundations on either side. And she found, I don't even know where she found this branch, but she found a branch long enough. That, I mean, I was like, this is amazing. The branch is bigger than you. How did you carry this over here? And she had the, before I knew it, she had that leaf wrapped around that branch. And she built the thing that God gave her the vision for. So now you and me, are we, are we building that bridge? Are we, are we setting the foundation for that bridge to be placed on and, and allowing the food to be there for those that are leaving darkness to go to the light? Those that are lost can, can be found. Are we building that bridge? Are we laying that foundation? Are we displaying the food that people need? for their journey because it's a progressive journey from dark to light because it's, it's going to take a while when people are going through things, when people are, are in a situation, it's going to take a while for them to go from one place to the next place. Are we doing that? Are we discipled disciple makers? Are we helping those that are seeking to go from where they are to where God desires for them to be. Glory to God. We have to, in closing, we have to be in a place where we are not just using God's word as information, but we are receiving his revelation from it. Think about when Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? He said some, you know, John the Baptist and a prophet and all these other things. But then Peter spoke up. And what did he say? He said, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Said it with full conviction. 
And then what did Jesus respond? Simon, son of Jonah. What you said is, 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 is revelation. It hasn't been revealed to you by flesh and blood. Are we there? We can get there. If we're not, we can get there. If we think we're already there, we're not there, so we need to get there too. Help us, God. Help us be in a place where we are dependent on you, where we're fragrant, where we're hungry. We desire your will on earth. We desire for your kingdom to come to earth, Lord. Your your will to be done, Father. Give us the strength to know that you have made us in a unique way to reach certain people. The path that you have cut out for us, Lord, is clear. Help us to see where that is. Your word is a lamp to our feet, God, a light to our path. And we're so grateful that we're in a place that we can receive all that you have for us. We're ready to go, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Southview Church. Southview Church is a non-denominational, multicultural, multi-generational, Holy Spirit-filled and led community. We believe that who the Son sets free is truly free. If you would like to connect with us further, check us out at southview.cc and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.